Want the reward? Do the damn work. Challenge yourself. Inspire change. Choice, not luck. Hey everybody, what's happening? Todd Crandall from Ignite Euphoria. I'm ready for another awesome podcast today. This one's going to be educational. Throwing some gangsta in there. It's going to be funny. And um, it's probably going to be emotional too. So I have Lorenzo with me today. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, man. A little nervous, but... So what, what are you nervous about? I don't know. I've never been in this kind of setting, I guess, before. And um, I don't know. It's one thing to share my story, things about me in like a IOP setting yep. or an individual setting. But knowing that this is going to be aired... It's a little different. It, is it different in an intimidating way or a way of like, hey, man, um, I'm doing this and somebody can benefit from it way? A uh, little bit of both. Like okay. I definitely, uh, I, it's crazy because I actually said that exact thing. Like I want, I definitely want this to be beneficial and um, genuine, not come off, look at me, um, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, you know, I mean, I've always kept it pretty raw and serious, but beneficial from what I've been through. You know what I mean? Like, I try to, it's one thing I've learned to do since being here is develop, like, a better way of telling my story so it's beneficial and not just glorifying or saddening or just, like, you know. Yep. Well, so. then let's do this because I know how I view you as a as a awesome dude and your story I've, I've watched you grow for a year and a half now being in here and it's been awesome so I want to start with this and then we're going to go all over from there but I want you to tell everybody what it was like on day one coming here what your life was like then why you chose us and then we'll get into what you've done to become the success you are so let's just start with what were you like when you came in here, and why did you pick Racing for Recovery to help you? What was I like when I came here? Um, I guess at the time, I was definitely like positive and upbeat. Um, I, I was, I don't know, I was fresh off the streets, just living depressed and just non-productive at all. Um, a lot of regrets, a lot of... Uh, just a lot of self-esteem issues and just um like regrets period a lot of regrets man um all the stuff that i did was catching up on me and when i chose to begin this um i was really driven i want i was tired of it i put it all behind me i was like you know i i, I took a 30-day grace period before coming straight here and um it was basically just to prepare myself mentally and just pump myself up um, so when I came in, I definitely had drive, and it was uh, it was the first time in a long time I was doing something serious. Um, I don't know. Um, as far as where I was at, just mentally, I like I was I was really really driven at the time. You know, I was ready to. Get, I've done this before plenty of times, honestly, and but it always ends the same. Um, the reason I chose here, in particular, is because. I, honestly, I, just like most people, I, I don't prefer the 12 steps. Um, 
I wanted something different. I wanted something. I'm outgoing. I was ready to do something. And this, my buddy Ryan Powers actually told me about this place. And he was talking about how they help you follow your passion. They're really into health and active, just being doing things. And like to me, that's all I wanted. I wanted. I didn't want to just get clean. I wanted to do something, do something with myself, do something with my life. Hmm. Um, and 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 that's exactly what I've I've gotten since I've been here. Honestly, awesome. So let let's God. I'm going to ask you some stuff I haven't asked anybody before. Let's talk about the three levels of care that we have here, which are uh, individual counseling, the support groups, and then the IOP groups. I want you to talk to people about what you've learned in each format because, again, it's been interesting for, for me sitting back. And I, my first, when I look at you, I instantly think of Thursday night support group meetings of you sitting actually just to my left in that, in that one chair. You were there all the time. That's how I initially think of you and what you said in there and have said for a long time. But I also know that doing those other levels, the counseling and then the IOP groups have helped you speak and live more effectively in those Thursday night meetings. So again, how have each one of those areas of care, how have they helped you? Um, I guess IOPs for me is more of uh, relating to others have been through things similar to me or even if they haven't been through things similar i've learned to find a way to like kind of relate to it regardless um the feelings emotions um just the want to give up and then you know switching it to the drive to do better fix it look for a solution and for me it's like not so much dwelling on the problem but finding the solution Mm -hmm. and so for like the dial piece for me is more of a learning experience learning for me learning through others, you know, um, sometimes I, I, everybody knows I love to share. So even when I say things, you know, people would come at me later and be like, either one, like really like what I had to say, or even if they didn't, they was, they wasn't scared to tell me like what they heard and then what they seen. I, I was fortunate enough to have some friends that, that cared enough to do that. You know, you say this, but when you do this, isn't that kind of, and I had to take a take a step back and look and think about that. So then like uh, my individuals were a little more intimate. Um, like I love Julie to death, man. She's She's been there for me since the beginning with no judgment, um, nothing but another perspective. Um, and I, I know in there I can be completely honest and it's one place where I can be completely honest. Like I, I, I like to think of myself as a pretty honest guy. <laughs> But honestly, for a long time, I wouldn't really just, it wasn't so much honesty, it was just, uh, I never looked at myself as lying, but like not telling the complete truth, I guess. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Big difference. So in like my individuals, I definitely get really honest and raw and tell her what's on my mind. And, um, you know, through weeks and weeks, you know, she, we've been able to together um, come up with why I do and think the way I do and try to orchestrate a different way. And um, it's definitely helped me navigate my way through the program, through life, through my problems. Um, And then the support groups for me is just that, support. I love the support groups from day one, the energy, the positivity. Um, The Thursdays was my favorite because uh, most people know, like my family situation isn't the greatest. (laughs) But I... After um come after being here for a little bit, I stopped looking at it as 
something to be mad about. And that was something that I wanted. I loved going to Thursday night meetings and seeing all the family come in together. Um, Jeff Cop specifically, his mom would come there and hearing the relationship that him and his mom had is similar to the relationship me and my mother have now. And then seeing where it's developed from him putting in work and seeing that he bought, like, and it just, to me, it was like promising and gave me hope that, you know, as messed up as I feel like I've, made things like I can always fix them as long as I continue to do what I'm doing. So like I reach, I see, I hear other success stories and hear people. To me, it's a whole new uh, mentality in there. It's not a, I've done this, this and that. It's more like, this is what I'm going through. Um, and this is how I'm going to fix it. And because I've done this, you know, I'm now getting this and it feels this way kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. productive to me. It's the aftermath. The IOP is working through, uh, the IOP is initializing the problem. Individual sessions is you digging deep and kind of dissecting the problem. And then support meetings would be my solution to the problem and aftermath. That's just how I process it mentally. And I try to follow that formula myself. That's awesome. What's it been like to have, uh, well, two things in this. We were the first program, as you know, to have families in there, right? So two questions in this. What have, what have you learned from other family members in there? You touched on Jeff Cop's mom. So anything else with that? And then also, too, what's it been like to be able to bring Jared, your son, in there as well? Um, that was that was, that was a, uh, a blessing for sure. Um, one of the biggest fears of mine was okay my kids are all old enough to know what's going on and know what I've done and what I've been through you know that's just the truth but as much as I've tried to hide it uh, my kids have had conversations with me and told me straight to my face like you know said some things that kind of took me back um that I couldn't really deny um so like for me it was like how do I like have that conversation still how do I share that how do I talk to somebody of that age who's supposed to look up to me and um be able to like feel comfortable doing it and honestly um having jaron here on a regular i didn't have to do that as often he um he's very he's very uh what's the word i'm thinking of he's just very observant so he would sit in on like iops with me and he would sit around the building with me and he would hear he would see people and he'd ask questions he was very open about it um but regardless of what I've been through and what I've done, he'd seen what I was, he'd seen more of what I was doing here in the present, um, and it made it, it made it easier for me to when the things did come up, to, um, to explain it. I guess you know he'd be like, you know he he's really involved. Period. Here he got to know everybody, got to know my schedule. He um, he loved he loved being here just being part of something with me. And I've never had that. I've never been able to have them around my friends, obviously, because the settings were never appropriate for children. And if I did have them there, it was like, damn, like, you know, I had to, another regret. Like, I really had my son sitting in places like that. Um, so it was definitely nice to have him here. And like I said, just him seeing and hearing things um, through his own ears and dissecting it in his own way and me not having to explain it so much um, and trying to justify it or whatever was easier hmm. so when it came up if that makes you know if that yeah, makes any sense yeah you know what i mean it was kind of like a push in the right direction because he got he processed most of it on his own and then he would just ask me questions straight up and it was a lot easier for me to then to sit down and be like all right we're going to talk about this you know i've done some things and 
well, the only reason I did this, and, you know, me and your mom, and things didn't work out because, and, you know, I have to explain things and beat around the bush and justify things. Um, a lot of the stuff he figured out on his own just from being part of it and hearing other people's stories, hearing things that relate that he's similar, hearing other people talk about things they put their kids through and how they felt and what they did. And then he's like, man, that's kind of what my, me and my dad did. And I, I hope he, you know, and it's kind of, it was kind of like a little kickstart the conversation that we've had, I guess. And he's nine, right? He's 11. He's 11. Well, 11. when he came here, how old was he? Yeah, he's, he was about nine, just turning 11, right? 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, has been the, what has been the hardest thing that you've overcome since being sober here at Racing for Recovery? The hardest? Or if there's more than one thing, what, do you, what, what have been the difficulties? Let's do that. What have been your obstacles and how did you overcome them? Um, man, the difficulties I've I've overcome a lot. I mean, I put in a lot of work. I feel. Um, one thing that was hard for me was communication with. To be completely honest, communication with not only like my children's mother, but people of the opposite gender. Yeah, women particularly. Um. I was brought up very independent, grew up around women to learn to respect women, but also like I knew how I learned how they work and how they think. So I thought, so Hmm. like, um, I don't know. I had to really, it was was like a, let's just say I, um, I wouldn't call myself a womanizer and I'm crazy like that, but I definitely objectified them and I definitely felt better than a superior be honest, mm-hmm. I'd be lying if I didn't. Yeah. Um, I definitely used them to my advantage and discarded them when they weren't. Um, so my communication with women, the way I treat them, feel them, obviously was part of the problem why a lot of my relationships haven't lasted with my children's mother, um, with my sisters and my mother possibly even. You know, oh. When they were reaching out telling me things that I wanted to hear, I wasn't trying to hear them because what do you know? You know? Um, being open to hear it from another perspective, um, women's perspective first. Obviously, when I got over that that leap, I was able to be open to anybody pretty much, you know, like um, people of authority, hmm. people that I cared about, people that I didn't care about. If I didn't care about you and you were like had no, you weren't relevant in my life, a lot of times I wouldn't listen to you. But now I'm able to. Whether I care about somebody personally or not, I'm still able to sit in a room and hear what they're saying and process it and listen to it and take it in. That piece, I have definitely watched you prosper with that. And I, I got to say this too, Lorenzo. It took a lot of courage to say what you just said right there. And I, I have a lot I have a lot of respect for you in general, but that was powerful. For sure. And it was honest. Um, what uh where do I want to go from here? Well, I know. You mentioned this earlier. You know, you're talking about Ryan, who's another awesome dude that comes around here as well. That you can they'll help you said racing for recovery will help you pursue your desires or whatever. So let's talk about your desire to become I, I'm gonna screw this up. Is it a it's not a barber, right? What are you now? Or becoming a not a beautician? <laughs> oh, oh, I screwed it up twice. What is no. it? Um I always consider myself a barber because I cut hair. Right. But I am no longer going to be a barber. Um, uh, uh, right now, I'm a future future professional. 
um, hairstylist. Yeah. Uh, I guess hairstylist would be the best okay. word. Well, you're you know, in school I'm for going it? I'm in school to learn to do women's hair. I mean, because I already know how to do men's hair. I obviously do men's hair, too. But I'm going there specifically to learn how to do women's hair and just broaden my uh, my talent. Right. So When – I remember some of the conversations with this. When did you – start to realize that you could do that and we would help you do that because this has been this has been going on for a while but now you're finally you're doing it so talk about that process of really saying hey man i can do this and not just hope to do it yeah um i mean obviously it started off as a hobby um then it you know obviously has its benefits um something i've been doing for a really long time i'm really good at so it uh, comes easy to me. Um, it was convenient for me. Um, I guess when I finally started having some goals of my own, honestly, um, it was one of the first ones that popped in my head. Like, I never really cared about what was going to happen in the future, much less tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm kind of like a day-by-day, live-by-the-moment, and that's always worked for me. But... Um, I definitely learned, once I learned to slow things down and kind of like put a plan in place and set things up, I obviously have children and that was one thing that kind of held me back from that. I never really had any plans or goals. Hmm. Um, I just kind of just let's wing it. And um, so when I started caring about myself more, loving myself more and caring about where I was going in life, um, I definitely had to come up with a plan, what I was gonna do. Um, It came to a point where I was gonna have to go back to work or go back to school because I worked for a little bit when I first got here, mm-hmm. just dibbled and dabbled. But I, I definitely took as much time as I could to work on myself. Period. Um, but when it came to time to where I had to decide, like, am I going to go back to work or go to school? What am I going to do? Um, talking to you, um, Matt. Honestly, Matt yeah. Boston groups. I don't know how many times he said, "Man, I could see you doing it. Like you're good with people. I see you cutting hair, and uh, you know, a few other people just." Uh, just inspired me to, to just follow that. And I kind of just, once again, being able to be open and listen to other people's perceptions and take on what they're really saying, it, uh, it started to click and make sense. And it's like, why haven't I already? Why am I not? And, you know, you guys obviously offering to help and just me being a stubborn guy who don't like to reach out and ask for help or take the help that's offered to me, um, finally did. And finally, uh, put a plan in motion to I called around and um the first school actually didn't work so uh but I didn't stop there I didn't stop it gave me a lot of problems man because of certain certain situations in my life I had a lot of uh obstacles in my way um but I didn't stop there I continued to look for through other options um finally found something that worked something and it's crazy how it happened because my section option, the one that worked now, it's actually perfect for like me. Like one thing I wanted to do, I didn't want to, I didn't want to shake what I'm doing now. I have a really, I've never been structured. And I really have a good structure right now going mm-hmm. on how I live my life, what I do from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. Um, nighttime is my only free time. After five, it's like my me time. I call it. It's when I kind of just chill out, relax, eat, sit at home and relax, watch, you know whatever um and um i'm going to school at night five to ten and it's perfect i don't have to change anything that i do throughout the day i don't have to 
work around my schedule in any way, shape, or form. It's actually like the support group meetings end at five, and I have to be to school at five. But right off rip, I was I was honest with them, like, look, I'm really involved in this. I facilitate, and um, it's just something that I can work my schedule around. But I prefer not to if I can, if I don't have to. And they're like, look, you're good. Fifteen minutes isn't gonna make you or break you. Awesome. We appreciate you telling us right off the bat do you and just you know we'll see you every day i even they even told me they'll hold off on class there's a couple things we could do you know to get people warmed up so you don't gotta miss nothing and um that was cool so like literally it's like perfect it's tiring at times it's a lot man um i had to switch my schedule up a lot recently and um that was like a huge addition to my day like four days a week five hours don't seem like a lot to me before but it, it actually is being that i get up as early as i do um i don't even get it walking the door till about 10 30 now and um before i'm settled in for the night and laying down to sleep you know i'm i'm having to wake back up a few hours later um uh, because i get up so early for crossfit and stuff yeah you know and it's like i don't want to you know it's crazy i had the conversation with uh with my significant other and my case manager, and they're like, you know, why don't you, let's give something up. <laughs> and, like, don't feel like you got to keep going to so many LPs or you want to stop facilitating or, you know, take a break off this, take a break. And I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't really want to. Like, I, I, maybe I should, but it's like that stuff keeps me going. That stuff has worked for me this long. It's kept me, it's taught me discipline and structure and I just don't want to rock that. I don't want to. I don't want to interfere with that. You know, it's the reward is worth. It's worth it. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So, you have you have over eighteen months now, right? You've been sober. Almost, almost eighteen months. Okay. Sixteen, almost sixteen. Sixteen, months. eighteen. What's 18, the difference well, at this point, right? Right. How do you feel about yourself, um, accomplishing that? I feel good, confident, proud. Um, sometimes even like wild, like, like I did that. Yeah. Um, I don't, it wasn't easy. It's still not easy. Still. I don't care. And it says like it, it gets easier, but like nothing, I'm, man, like as far as bumps in the road, hardships, things going wrong, still happen consistently on a regular basis always getting stuff thrown at me constantly um but it's like now i'm more equipped to to deal with it and get you know get through most of it it's It's only difference it's number three of the four big ideas man we're not we're not immune to life's hardships but it's like what what am i going to do other than use drugs yeah anything see in the mindset i used to have is like you know that's crazy because when i used to be be like what's the point of doing good if bad things are still going to happen What's the point? Like, yeah. I'm busting my ass every day. I'm working every day. I'm going to school. I'm doing this since my life still sucks. And that's the way I would look at it before. But it's like now, honestly, it's like, yeah, life does suck at times, but I know who I am today. Man, I, I can get through a lot of that stuff way easier and a lot quicker than I ever been able to because I don't look at it as, like, a problem. I just look at it as another bump I got to get over, another accomplishment I'm about to make. You know, another uh, another win for me, honestly. It's not another loss, another win. No, period. Win. You know. Uh, now I'm going to come back to that. 
Yeah, I am going to come back to that. So you haven't, uh, and I, I love this about these podcasts I do. When people talk about addiction and stuff, you know, I, the one I just did the, the other day, they said addiction once and then they said past self-harm behaviors. They never once labeled a drug, a quantity of the drug and any of that. So I do want to ask this because it's important for people that are watching this. What did drugs and that lifestyle take from you? Eventually everything. Everything I ever worked hard for. I've literally started from scratch three or four times um, and built things back, got people back in my life, got my kids back in my life, got a car, got a house, situated just to lose it all again eventually. So what that's, and I'm glad you answered it that way. What is it that Racing for Recovery offered that you utilize to help break that cycle? Because now you got it back, but you're not losing it this time. What do you think has been the difference in that this time that you're, you not only attained it, you're sustaining it, and you're going to sustain it? What is that deciding factor that made that happen? Um, for me, personally, um, the difference between, I mean, like what sobriety really is honestly um like i said before i was just getting clean and just i wasn't doing nothing at all i was just i just stopped doing some of the bad stuff right and not even some of the bad stuff just drugs period i stopped breaking the law but i was still living dirty with they how they how they say it yeah um honestly today I know that everything I do, every decision I make is a deciding factor on what's going to happen in the future, Hmm. period. Awesome. Everything. The way I think, the way I eat, the way I sleep, the way I communicate with people. Um, So I got to be forever mindful of everything. And it seems like a lot of work at at first it did. But after the more I did, the more consistently, the easier it got because it was no longer a chore. It's kind of like just... It's like breathing. You wake up in the morning, you do it. Yep. You know, I hate getting up in the morning, but now it sucks still, but I do it. It's right. like just what I do. You know, I go to groups, I go to school, um, I treat people with compassion. Um, I'm empathetic. Um, it's not always about me now. Um, all that stuff comes natural, I guess, now after doing it for quite a while. And like really, for me, it, was, it wasn't even so much of doing it, it was understanding it. Like, I had to learn to understand what that stuff actually was instead of just doing it, too. You know what I mean? Um, like, why I was doing it. Yep. Why? What are the benefits of doing it? And if what what are the consequences if I don't do it, mm-hmm. you know? And um, like I said, it just opened a lot, opened a lot, of, opened a lot of doors and made things a lot clearer. Well, I'm sure you never thought, probably ever, you'd be doing yoga or Pilates or CrossFit or whatever, but what, what has that been like for you? Cause you're, I mean, you're doing it consistently. What's that done for you? Uh, it's done a lot, man. It's kept me going. It's, uh, the yoga and Pilates for sure. Like I said, I was really on a, the, the whole man, female kick. So like even volleyball, I play volleyball regularly every week for the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's like, um, that stuff not only keeps me, it gives me purpose to get up in the morning. Um, it's really helped 
start my day off like um I don't know it starts just feeling good feeling better about myself like I accomplished something first thing in the morning before I've even you know done anything honestly if I'm up at five o'clock in the morning by by eight o'clock in the morning I didn't went I didn't went to CrossFit ate put something out in my body and showered before I even walk out the door you know what I mean so it's like I've accomplished way more than I've ever accomplished in a day before the sun comes out sometimes and um to me that just that's just a good feeling I have like uh, from it and then also like I don't look at it as just a time the the people I do it with um the relationships I've made with people the fun we have uh a CrossFit instructor she's 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 a badass and she's pretty cool yeah and um you know, we go there and we have a great time. We have a blast today. Obviously, your daughter Skylar, she runs the hot room now for us, Hot Pilates. Um, and for me, it's like, it's not nothing I do every I'm not a big on the Pilates every day, the yoga every day. Um, I do the CrossFit, but it's a great way to end my week. For me, going in there, <laughs> sweating all the toxins out and just... I don't know. It was a different. I remember the first time I went. It was just a, a different feeling ending my week. On that note, it's hard to explain, but um, just going there and just and I don't even like to sweat. To be honest with you, mm. like my my girlfriend makes mad fun of me all the time because I don't like to sweat, and but that's like I I enjoy that. It's, it's just it's just something that gives me another thing that's giving me purpose and a reason to like interact with people productively and not just hanging out. That's good. What so and I I have seen you briefly do this, but you're now facilitating the Racing for Recovery support group meetings, you know. What did you ever think you'd be doing that and what does it feel like to be doing it? Um No, I don't know. I don't know if I really see myself doing it or not. I've never really thought about it. Um I'm glad I do it now. I definitely uh I love doing it. Something I take pride in. Um, especially specifically the one I run. I run the men's group. Yeah. So for me, for me, I know when I go in there, I try to bring up things that I personally didn't want to talk about when I first got here. Like I said, the whole male, we should talk about this and this only um, until I was given permission to talk about things that I talked about and the way I did. I didn't do it. Um, so I try to be that example and kind of like help shift people to thinking that like that, you know, I'm giving them permission to talk about some of the shit we talk about and take it serious. Yeah. Um, a lot of this stuff benefits me. And honestly, I know what it's like for me to be told what to do. So when I when I'm being when I'm being told what to do, um, initially I want to just push back to authority. Period. Always have. Um, I think we even had this conversation a couple times yeah. about the the authority figure, how I feel about it. Yeah. That. And um, honestly, so that's another big thing I like to talk about too. Um, is how to be open to like authority. And just sometimes it's not really people telling us what to do. It's people trying to help us, people trying to direct us, or just you know people in the posi- certain positions that that's just what they do, man. Like you know what I mean. And um, I know that was one of the hardest things for me to realize 
for a while. And until I did that, it was like a huge roadblock for me. Oh. Huge roadblock. Like I didn't make any growth for the longest time because I was just stuck not listening to certain people for the authority reason, figure reason, you know? Wow, that's interesting. And now I want to get to some some funny, but yet it's going to be therapeutic stuff. Um, even with respect to our relationship here, you know, the, the, the banter that we're now doing, and I want to hear your side of it first before I share how I feel about it, which is, is awesome. I don't see myself in a position of, a, of a authority. That word freaks me out because I don't view that. So how is it um, with us doing whatever I've been doing with you for these past 16 months and particularly our, you know, our, uh, what do I want to call it? Our gangster battles every day. <laughs> you know, what, what has that been like for you to help have some fun and I guess maybe look at people and things differently now? I'm, I'm very interested in this, you know, because I know, I know what it's done for me doing that, but I'm, I'm interested in what our, what that crazy stuff has been like for you. Um, I mean, obviously connection, connection's huge. Yeah. Um, just having that connection, um, has definitely made it easier. Definitely not made me view, view you as such authority figure. Yeah. Even though I, I respect you enough to know that you, regardless whether you don't want to admit it or not, you are an authority figure, you know, that's, that makes me feel better knowing that you don't, look at it like that way honestly yeah. but initially like i would have never even gave you that chance to say that you know i would have been like no you run the play your authority period you make the rules i have to follow them you know being closed-minded that but having more of a personal relationship with you um even initially when i first got here um i remember a few conversations having with you and um, I don't know. It's always been beneficial to me when I listen, regardless whether it was you. I don't look at it as you never really told me what to do. So I can't say you've never really told me, but you've highly suggested some things. Hmm. Like, look, this is what it is. You do this, this is going to happen. If you don't do that, then, you know, it's always been black and white with the way you've explained things to me. So, um, but honestly, the, the playing around hmm. and the, the the gangster we do that that just gives me um a, a better perspective i guess and understanding that sometimes just because somebody is the authority figure doesn't mean they're that's that's all they are you know what i mean mm. um it's deeper than that i know a lot of people i've never given a chance period because of a certain status women authority oh period and because of that that stopped me dead in my tracks from even giving a person a chance of getting to know anybody you know getting to know that person period so having that relationship with you is another relationship that i've had to like really solidify my thinking that <clears throat> it's not always that way i uh I, people are probably trying to figure out what we're talking about here so i you know I, I joke, right? I mean, it, it's been great because obviously we're a different race. We're, yeah. we're definitely from different, different backgrounds. backgrounds. We're, we're definitely from different parts of this city. And I, 
I always we it started because I started saying that I come from the Sylvania. the gangs of Sylvania. Yeah, and, and also because actually, do you know it? Okay, I have the Nerf guns right? that we love to play with. Yeah, we're like kids. We run around shooting Nerf guns at each other. Okay, and I was in a parking lot one day shooting random people, and there I was like, "I'll go shoot Ty right now. Say I won't." Oh, you won't like, and you know, people are like obviously tired. You run, like you ain't gonna shoot him and watch me. <laughs> so yep. I hide it behind my back, and you're actually talking to someone else, one of my one of my dudes, and you were talking to him, and I just come walking up nonchalant, and I don't know where you look at me, and I bang, got him, and he took it as a joke, like oh man, da da da, he called me slipping, that's crazy, something I need to keep in hand because. In the, in the streets of Sylvania, we don't ride like that. And it just became a joke after right. that. And yep. forever, like, honestly, um, it's crazy because you got pretty good. I right. Know every day he used to come in, I'd look for him, and I'd, boom, got you again. You were just dead. There you go. And now, honestly, these last couple of weeks, he's, he's, he's gotten me quite a few times, more than I've gotten him. So it's all fun and games. That's and, right. And, you know, and honestly, there, it, there's a serious message behind that for people that watch it. It's turned into this game thing. But f for me, and I truly mean this, dude, it's given me not only an opportunity to really take a serious subject on your end and, and learn from you and respect you from it, yeah. but also bring in an a, a innocent, playful a caring thing from my side of it because I have no idea what that stuff's yeah. like, man, you know, and I, I feel literally like a, a little kid doing that. And that, I'm 54 years old, but I still want to act and feel kid-like. That to me is what yeah. being sober is. So I've appreciated having that thing with you because it's like, it's part of my day. I get up sure. and I'm doing my thing and I'm like, huh? It's almost nine o'clock. Where are these guys, man? You know, and it's, and it's just, and it's genuine me. fun Yeah. on a, uh, a very serious level of where you've been, Same what fun. you've seen and how we've, I've been able to learn from you. Yeah. So in essence, that authority word, I mean, you are an authority on your life, but you've never been disrespectful for me in any of that. And I've just been willing to listen. And I think from that, it's given you an opportunity to, to learn some stuff on, on, on my view of it. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful for that, man. You know, that's why I wore red today. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I put this, I even said it where I go, Oh, Hey, I can wear red. My boy's coming in. You know, I don't even know what red means, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> that but, says a lot, but <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, What's the, what does the future look like for you? Whether, I mean, I don't even know what your hopes and dreams are of like doing stuff here. Um, I know you're working on CDCA and stuff, right? Yeah. What, do you, what do you want to do here? Man, dude, uh, it's crazy because we just actually just um, asked this question a couple weeks ago in an IOP group and instantly when it came up, like my initial response was, was longer than normal. It wasn't, it was a little more in depth, but as time went by, like honestly, them wheels get to turning now. Hmm. When I'm asked the question, my wheels get to turning. And it's like, I go in depth and I'm thinking details, specifics. I'm like, man, it'd be nice. And honestly, um, I've never had that before, but I definitely want something better. 
I definitely um, am looking forward to uh, looking forward to my future period. Um, I'm about to have another child. Um, so what I do from here on out is gonna it's gonna it's gonna be really um, critical to my life. I've I've previous children already that are grown. Um, and, um, I definitely see myself cutting hair, styling hair, doing something with hair for quite a while. Um, honestly, I pushed it off for the longest. It was just, like I said, a hobby. Um, I take it a lot more serious now. Um, and I plan to continue to do that. Um, you've definitely, you know, you've given me, you're fortunate enough to give me an opportunity to possibly build something here with you guys. And, um, I'd be honored, honestly, more than anything, and I'd appreciate it more than you realize. Hmm. Um, That's not something that I've ever been offered an opportunity like that, put it that way. I've never been offered anything of that level, period, in my life, and it actually feels good to be able to know that I worked hard enough to put myself in position to receive that offer of an opportunity. And it's like, I know you don't have to. I know, I know that I'm not special because of it. Cause you guys have always been willing to help anybody willing to put it in work. Anybody that's proven themselves. So I've seen personally, that's just from my point of view. What I've seen is I've seen you not hesitate to help anybody that's willing to help themselves. That's right. And just to know that I've worked hard enough and somebody else has recognized that and seen it, it's another accomplishment and something that I feel proud about, period, mm. period. Dude, that's a perfect ending to this, man. That was awesome. That was beautiful. Do you have anything you want to ask me? I always let somebody ask me stuff. I mean, I asked you a boatload of questions. Anything you want to ask me at all? So it's not something that... I did want to ask you honestly. So okay, so I kind of just want to say it's a comment also. So like the other day, I watched your your running with demons uh. for the umpteenth time, right. and I've always been there for the Q and A afterwards. Um, I'm sh- I know she was saying you might have you were thinking about being there the next day. I'm not sure if you were not. Were you there in Emily's? Yeah, yeah, I was. Okay, see, and I wasn't there yeah. um, because of my schedule. I've been missing more. He's in usual but uh when i watched it the last time you had said something at the end and it clicked in my mind so you said something about you were done with you were done with your mom's story like visiting her grave talking about living on it and before i mean some of the comments you made were like to me early in recovery were like what did he say but it's like now i can kind of like process and think about him from a different different perspective and when you said that the first thing that popped in my head was like I I feel like I'm done with my story I feel like I'm done dwelling on the things that I've been through bitching about the things that's happened to me yeah I've been to prison yeah I've lost you know relationships with my children yeah I've done this yeah I've done that but it's like that's that stuff's irrelevant like unless it's unless I'm in a in a 
how do I say this? Unless it's not something I just talk about or bring up on a random or just, you know, if it's for a reason or if there's a purpose to me telling that story and there's like a benefit from me telling that story, I'm over it. I'm it's not even I don't even think about it. I don't discuss about it. I don't fantasize. I don't glorify about it, however you say it. And it's like, I don't know. Um, I wanted to ask you what you meant by that kind of because like when you said that, it's like I got a whole new meaning of it for me how I took it and how I would like when I'm done with it. So is that kind of similar to? It is. First of all, again, I, I, it's another, I, I'm, it sounds weird for me saying this, but I'm, I'm proud of you for that comment for yourself. Because when I think of like traditional meetings and somebody comes in and tells their story, it's one big drunk and then two minutes of, oh, I've done a couple of things and I'm sober. I'm like, that's not a, that's not a lead to me. That's just a one long war story of how bad it was. Look at these podcasts we're doing, yours in particular. There was no drama in the story. The feelings behind it were there. That's what's relevant. But the rest of it has been positive, positive, positive. And in that 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 film, um, you know, I did, I'm like this. This is over. I, I I'm not I'm not going to come back in here looking for answers that are within myself that I just need to utilize. And I used to go in there, you know, I tried, oh man, <laughs> you know, I've gone in there before and, and, you know, tried to piss on her grave and stuff. And one of my buddies stopped me and I used to leave liquor bottles on there and, spit, you know, spit on it and call her all these names. And all that was, was hurt that was coming out and hatred for somebody that uh, is us. It, she's us. And I... I finally accepted, oh my God, I'm, I'm doing the same thing to her that I feel about myself. And I got to stop that. So it allowed me to, and I don't even know if it's my right or not, it allowed me to forgive her for what she did to herself that then I chose to self-destruct over and it allowed me to give her peace and allowed me to find peace in myself and go live properly. Um, and that's what, doing it or saying it there meant but I wasn't really feeling it like I feel it answering that the way I did right now I don't like I don't like watching that movie I, sometimes the question and answer things are very difficult for me because it's questions like this that start to evoke some of that emotion but then I look at everything else that's come from it if she didn't kill herself dude we wouldn't be having this conversation and if I could trade your success to have her come walking in here right now, I'd, I wouldn't do it. I'd say, you know, I'll see you whenever I get up there. I'd rather focus on what I'm doing now. And that's taking our trauma or whatever hardships and turning it into something that's worthwhile, not only for ourselves, but it's worthwhile for somebody else. And that to me is what my whole life is with Racing for Recovery. It's to sit and have a, a conversation with you like this. You know, it's and you look at what we've done today, it's been serious, it's been funny, it's been educational, but to me, in the end, it's been a freaking example for somebody else to watch yeah. right now. I'm like, I'm gonna go get what that dude has, meaning you, not me. Yeah. Right? For sure, because yeah. I've never understood that. Like, um, like, even to me, like the details are irrelevant to people's stories sometimes, yeah. even now. It's like, honestly, you can use your imaginations. I'm pretty sure you're not too far off. Right. You know, yep. I sit here and it's like, 
past all that, man. Yeah. And I don't even think like like man. I if I I would rather sit here and talk about all the good things I'm doing and the good things I'm gonna do, than dwell on the, the fuck past. ups and past. You know, I I will say this, and first of all, when you're like you said, I've se- you've seen that movie so many times, and my first reaction is to say, I'm sorry you had to watch it again. You know, <laughs> but if if people if people watch it the way that I intended to make it, they'll learn something new about themselves every time they yeah. watch it. And you just validated that for me there. For sure. I just stopped watching it as your story and start watching it as kind of like my story. Exactly. And, you know. You put hair cutting on there, it's no different than me running. Running, man. You know, same, it's the same thing. And that's what a lot of people, they don't understand about what we're doing here. They think, ah, it's, oh, it's just about running. I'm, no, it's not. It's about cutting hair. It's about rebuilding a relationship with your son. It's about looking at women differently. That's what racing for recovery is about, you know? And you're, dude, you're just, you're a success story. And I'm glad you're here. And I'm, I can't wait to watch what you keep doing here, man. All right, everybody. That was a good one. Share that, right? And if you're ever in the area, come in with a Nerf gun and blast this dude. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, Check us out on all of our stuff, racingforrecovery.org, Ignite Euphoria, the YouTube pages. Share our stuff so more people can learn about Lorenzo and come in and get some help here at Racing for Recovery. Until we see you guys again, take it easy.